This is Democracy on the Move. Democracy on the Move is a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it toward its true principles of democracy. This episode is being released on Sunday, July 17, 2022. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and thank you for joining us. In today's short podcast called The Harbor Masters, I'll talk about our safe harbors and how they often work against us. But first, a message from the League of Women Voters. Be an informed voter. If your state hasn't yet had a primary election, then plan to vote on that day. Missouri's primary is on August 2nd. In any case, whether voting in the primary or the general, go to vote411.org for a nonpartisan guide about the candidates and issues that you will see on your ballot. Again, that address is vote411.org. And speaking of voting, have you ever thought your vote doesn't count? With all the money dumped on some candidates, it's difficult for the candidates without a lot of money to get noticed. In fact, I'll cite that as an example in the podcast today. The problem is that the mainstream media measures the worth of a candidate by how much money he or she can raise, and often they won't give any airtime to candidates unless they can prove they've raised a certain amount of cash. Well, this is stupid, in my opinion, because it gives enormous power and influence to money in our political system. And worse, it injects corruption into our government. If you're concerned about it, join the club. I mean literally, join the club. The club I'm talking about is Move to Amend, an organization dedicated to passing a constitutional amendment to end corporate rule and the corrupting influence of big money in elections. Move to Amend seeks to build a true democracy that serves all the people, not just the rich ones. You can find Move to Amend online at movetoamend.org. The human brain doesn't handle nuance very well. This failure has to do with the structure of the brain itself and how it stores information. In the first few years of our life, our brain works overtime as it tries to understand basic patterns in order to construct a baseline upon which all other knowledge is to be built. And after a few years, our brains begin to store new information, not by forging through the gray matter looking for unused neurons and synopses, but by associating new memories based upon patterns set up by existing memories. It's not a very precise way to store information, but it allows us to store an enormous amount of new information by leveraging the power of pre-existing memories. Now, while storing information through association can be of tremendous benefit, it does bring some problems. It makes our memories inexact. Our ability to recall with precision is compromised, and we're sometimes surprised when we relearn something we thought we already knew. For example, have you ever watched a movie you haven't seen for 20 or 30 years, and suddenly it looks really different from what you remember? Well, the movie hasn't changed, but your memory of it has. This happened to me when I watched 2001 Space Odyssey, a Stanley Kubrick movie filmed back in 1968. I remember watching it when I was in high school in the 1970s, and it was one of the coolest movies I'd ever seen. So, a few years back, I watched it again with my wife and son. I'd sold them on the idea that this was a really cool, influential, and inspiring movie. 
Well, a half hour into the movie, I became embarrassed by how slow and mundane and outright boring it was. The problem was that I had remembered the main scenes and the overall theme accurately enough, but somehow I'd forgotten just how boring it was. Anyways, what does this have to do with politics of today? Well, here it is. Because we humans store knowledge using association, we tend to remember only those things that fit into our existing memories and experiences and ignore things that don't. Furthermore, when dealing with emotional issues, we can be outright hostile when someone tells us something that doesn't fit into our existing pattern. It's as if we refuse to make room for new ideas because it threatens to undermine our existing memories and all the beliefs we've attached to them. It threatens to send us adrift, unmoored to any safe harbor and drifting aimlessly in a sea of information. Now, I suspect the internet has only made things worse. The amount of information is overwhelming. And unless we've charted a course through this vast ocean, we could easily get lost. And to protect our precious egos, we don't want to acknowledge that we're lost. We don't want to acknowledge it to anyone else, nor do we want to acknowledge it to ourselves. So we protect ourselves by finding a safe harbor where we can pretend we understand the world. And even though we may not feel completely comfortable in our safe harbor of beliefs, we'll stay there and we'll defend it, and we'll find friends and allies there who reinforce our beliefs, giving us a sense of security and comfort. As the January 6th committee investigation unfolds, we're hearing a lot of stories about people who just got swept up in the moment. They went along with the crowd as they blew past the police barriers and entered the Capitol building. In the moment, their actions were justified even as they committed violence against the police, because this is the trajectory they've charted for themselves when navigating to their safe harbor, and anything that stands in their way is to be ignored with extreme prejudice. Only now, after the dust has settled and the investigation unwinds the real truth behind the insurrection, only now do these people realize that they've been played. They've been played by the harbor masters who had nefarious intent all along. These harbor masters provided the illusion of a safe harbor because they knew enough about human psychology to understand that some people just want a safe place to stay as they work their way through life. But here's the thing. Every harbor has a harbor master. In other words, every belief we subscribe to has one person or maybe a small group of people that literally control the environment. They have powerful influence over the people that subscribe to that belief. While it's true that individuals have the ability to unsubscribe, it generally doesn't happen very often. Because their belief patterns took a lifetime to build up, people will fight to maintain them. Why? Because it's like starting all over again. If they abandon their harbor, they'll have to work months, maybe even years, to reconstruct a better belief system. So they'll stick with what they have. For example, if we find comfort in being a Democrat, then we feel we must support everything the DNC says. We've moored our boat in their harbor. Same with the Republicans and the RNC. Ultimately, if your party's leader is elected into the presidency, it will supercharge you with a sense of righteousness. It will tell you that indeed you've chosen the right harbor. Your harbor is safe because it now has power over the other harbors. It may even have power over the ocean itself. But at the end of the day, these are often illusions. The harbor masters almost always betray their followers at some point. They will abuse the loyalty of their people. For example, to get votes for the presidency, Joe Biden made promises to the progressives 
There would be environmental changes. There would be policy changes that will benefit those that fight for equality and inclusion. And then, just this week, we saw President Biden betray the progressive element. As Politico magazine put it, quote, President Joe Biden on Friday laughed off the backlash he received for fist-bumping Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, an exchange that sparked outrage given the reports that the kingdom's de facto ruler approved the 2018 assassination of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Now, am I outraged? You bet. But not because I'm a Democrat. I'm not a Democrat. And I'm not a Republican either. I've personally found comfort on the open ocean. But I'm outraged nevertheless, not only because Biden's behavior betrayed the promise he made to his harbor, but because it betrayed the principles of the biggest harbor of all, the United States of America. Yes, Jamal Khashoggi wasn't a citizen, but he was a resident of our country. And if we, as a nation, don't stand for the rights of one resident or citizen, then we don't stand for the rights of any. Principles should be thicker than oil. Yes, principles should be thicker than oil. I say that not as a resident of any harbor, but as a citizen. And here's something I've noticed about the harbors of the Democrats and the Republicans. They no longer stand for the founding principles of our nation. They try to offer safe harbor for citizens, but the safety is nothing but an illusion because the harbor masters have become experts at projecting the grand illusion of democracy when in fact it's all about oil being thicker than principle. That's not to say that there aren't any principled Democrats or Republicans, but these are unfortunately the exception. I personally know some of these Democrats and Republicans, and I see the conflicts they suffer. As an example, we've had Spencer Toter on this podcast in the past, and I've personally met him on a number of occasions. Spencer is running for the nomination for the U.S. Senate, replacing retiring Senator Roy Blunt. And I know from personal experience that Spencer is a man of action. He has organized donation centers for Afghan refugees in St. Louis. He has worked with a former student from Agape Boarding School for Troubled Young Men. Now, this school has allegedly abused young boys mentally, physically, and sexually over a period of years. Spencer organized an effort that ultimately disqualified their accreditation from two influential organizations, including the Association of Christian Teachers and Schools. Now, this is huge given the fact that the Missouri Attorney General and the governor have done little, if anything, to shut down this school. Overall, there isn't any corner of Missouri that Spencer hasn't visited and met with people and helped them in some way. But here's the thing. Little, if any of that effort, seems to matter because Spencer is not raising big money. He refuses to. He believes big money buys influence, so he refuses to play by the rules of the Democratic Harbormaster. Despite the fact that Spencer is polling top numbers in the primary campaign across the state, he isn't getting invited to any debates. In fact, the Democrats in Missouri have refused to organize any debates. Rather, they leave it to the mainstream media. And so far, the mainstream media has only invited the two top fundraisers to debates, one of whom, Trudy Bush Valentine, refuses to cooperate. Now, it looks to me like the fix is in. Now, I'm not here to bring down the DNC. I'm not here to bring down the RNC either. But I am here to call out the truth where I see it. These organizations have taken advantage of individual people. They opened a harbor for like-minded people to gather, but all the while, the harbor master's plan is to play the people. While I really hope the individual people like Spencer Toter and Jessica Piper, who has also appeared in this program, I really hope they do well in this election— I'm afraid that the harbors in which they run will ultimately betray them and betray the people overall. 
The bottom line is that we're all human, and as such, we create our beliefs based on associative memories that we feel will benefit us as we step into an uncertain future. But these associative memories can, and I believe have, been manipulated by powerful people that want to use us for their own nefarious ends. The only defense I can suggest is that we must all be unafraid to sail back into the open ocean of ideas and construct beliefs around our own moral principles. Yes, it takes a while. It is not easy, but it must be done. It is our duty to ourselves and our country. It will make us better citizens. There's nothing wrong with mooring your boat in a harbor, but always be willing to sail again if and when things start to go sideways. You've been listening to Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its true principles of democracy. Please tune in each week where we will feature guests and topics that will help keep you in touch with our march toward a more perfect union. If you have any questions or suggestions, or if you'd like to sponsor future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email at info at democracyandthemove.org or contact us on our webpage at democracyandthemove.org slash contact. Democracy on the Move is all one word. Theme music, Murky Waters, performed by El Ray Music, used under license from Shutterstock. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Please have a safe week ahead, and we hope you'll tune in again next week. <laughs>